for tuning in to the Rising Youth Podcast, featuring youth who have designed and launched community service projects to make a positive impact in their community. I'm your host, Bridget Shields, and today we're joined by Rising Youth alumni, Malala Meraban, who organized an art event for young Afghan girls in Ottawa. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to start off the podcast by asking you, where are you from? At what place do you call home and why? Originally, I'm from Afghanistan. I was born in Afghanistan and again, like just like every, you know, like the immigrants, I moved a lot from one place to another. I was in Scotland and then I came here, I got married, engaged. So my husband like brought me to Canada, uh, sponsored me. So I've been living here in Ottawa for the past 10 years. I was always like really had passion for art. I did like study a little bit in Scotland, um, uh, art, but when I came here, um, again, it was like, you know, I had to continue those studies, you know, learning the skills and everything. I did go to Ottawa School of Arts and that one year it taught me so much, art, the skills, the techniques. I had such amazing teachers there. Um, I got to learn so much from them and that's how my art journey started. And then, of course, life happened. You know, I had kids. I took a long break from art. COVID, I don't know, there was something, you know, like in 2020. It's just like I I had to like make the next step. Uh, Mm -hmm. I joined Instagram as Malal Art. And I was just painting and posting, painting and posting. And I got some really great followers, friends, and people were showing interest in my art. It's incredible. I did have a look on your Instagram. I love the name, by the way. I thought that like the blending of like Malala and art was like very well done. I'm like, oh, that's such a good brand name. (laughs) I don't know how you came up with that, but like that was perfect. I really, really like it. So thank you. You seem like you're you have a real passion for art. I mean, where did that where did that first first start? And uh, is it specifically painting or or drawing? So when I was a kid, I would say probably eight nine years old, my aunt's uncle. Uh, he's like a professional um, artist. So he uses the oil paint. And I, I still remember every time going to his studio and touching the paint, which he had like left, like the oil paints, it doesn't get dry. So he would leave it. Um, he would take a break from the painting and he would leave his stuff there. So I would touch, you know, like sneakily, like touch the oil paint and, you know, like look at his studio. I think it was that that really you know like like pushed me or you know it was it was it was something that touched my soul um Mm -hmm. I knew in that moment that maybe this is something I want to do I should do so it was that moment when I realized you know there's a connection between me and art but when I came to Glasgow Scotland um again um my drawing classes it kind of showed me another way of looking at art. And then when I came to Ottawa, Ottawa School of Arts, my mostly, I I remember, I was really into portraits, like, you know, realistic paintings, drawings, stuff like that. In school, my style changed. I realized it when 
I was painting, I think it depends on, you know, like who your influence is. So yeah. the people around me and my teacher too, she was abstract type of um, teacher and she was amazing. And I still remember like I was drawing in details, like, you know, the face, the the structure, the, the, the facial details. I was like really using the smallest brush and yeah. she would give me like the big brush. She was like, you know what, just go with the flow. Um, and that kind of changed my style. And I, I, I realized that how, like, you know, like how um, I was like, you know, not strict, but, you know, like I limited, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but uh, it perfectionist? I, exactly. So I felt like with the brush, she kind of made me, you know, like just go free. You know, don't limit yourself. Just do however you feel. That's the kind of vibe I got. And mm. I I still see her. I still tell her this story. And she's like so fun, loving, kind person. And she tells me like she I she knew it. Um, so I'm like, thank you for doing that. Otherwise, I would have never like picked that style. Um, and now I still do like the realistic portrait stuff, but mine is like mostly blend of realistic portraits, also a touch of abstract. And I'm also loving the textures these days. Um, so I make my own textures, like homemade textures, and I just experiment with textures and it feels I feel so like it's it's like another like I'm in a cloud nine when I touch my textures when I feel like okay I have like you know done this kind of texture now and the next day it changes to another type of texture and people are loving it and I get a lot of commission works you know like like the commission works are based on the textures they want mostly texture paintings from me it's the demand is mostly high in textures Oh, that's so cool. I love it. When I think about textures, I think about really cool like brush strokes and and, and yes. different things you can add to yeah. make the painting stand out and be 3D. The difference between, I suppose, like abstract art and that really traditional, perfect portrait work. And I was just wondering, how do you feel about the fact that abstract art tends to get a lot of criticism when people look yeah. at a, a, a painting and they can't immediately work out what it's supposed to represent or they can't exactly, immediately exactly. identify with it? Do you think that I... it's deserving of, of that kind of criticism or is, it, um, is there like a really important place Honestly, I would agree with you and I felt the same way too about abstract art, mm -hmm. but we used to have this class in our school. So our teacher, he used to tell us that whenever you paint, he mostly specifically said that only paint when you're either having like a sad or rough day or you're too happy because sometimes mm -hmm. the emotions, they take over. So however you're painting, just you could tell the difference when you're normally painting or mm -hmm. when you're painting, if you're feeling sad or too happy, too excited or some kind of emotions going on. I tried that technique. I could see the painting like whenever I'm feeling sad or too happy, the piece would make more sense to me. So that's how I felt about abstract art too. Uh, before I would just look at it, I'm like, okay, I like the, the 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 construction, the composition, the colors, the shapes. It's beautiful. It's coming along. But yeah. now when I look at 
an abstract piece, I could tell how the person was feeling. I could tell what the person was going through and I could tell if the person was either sad or happy or where they wanted to give a message, a specific message through their art. I'm happy with abstract art as long as it has enough details. The only thing that I don't like is when it's like a blank canvas and there's just like one single brush stroke. And, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to get from that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there's, there's like, I've met so many amazing abstract artists, so many amazing, mm -hmm. the realistic portrait artists, and everyone has their own unique styles. And yeah. I would always, you know, like take a bit from each and now I'm happy that I have like it's I realized for an artist it's hard to get their own style mm. to know at least you know like to realize that okay you know what you have your own style and recently I think I have figured my style <laughs> I think so um, and like people like recognize my style which is amazing a lot of people have told me that there's a there's a pattern in your art you know like we could tell like if we see a piece from each different artist we could tell that this one is from you so mm -hmm. that I kind of like I, I I'm really happy like people are recognizing my style my uh, mm -hmm. technique and they know what my piece looks like so I'm happy for that and it's amazing yeah I'm drawing painting just like it gives me joy absolutely and it's such a way to release your emotions as well I keep hearing the idea that art is so therapeutic and yes. I think it's coming up a lot more when when we talk about therapy mental wellness and healthcare and things a, a lot of time art is taking up a really big place just when it comes to getting out your emotions and it's very cathartic I, I hear so is that kind of where you got your your idea for your project or was did you have like a different light bulb moment altogether where you were just like oh okay I know what I'm gonna do it was kind of both. And we have this organization called ACSN, Afghan Canadian Support Network. So mm -hmm. I'm the executive member of that team. And what we do is that we help the newcomer families to settle in Ottawa. Um, we give them the basic stuff, you know, like clothes, um, hygiene stuff, everything, and help them with houses, school registration and everything. So mm -hmm. while doing the this work as a volunteer, it's a nonprofit organization. Um, so when I was doing this work, um, I got to meet, I had the chance to meet a lot of young Afghan kids. And most of them, like, they they were, like, you know, like, they were new in Ottawa. They wanted to know more. They had questions. So they were asking me questions, you know, like, what I do in my personal, professional life. So when mm -hmm. I told them that I'm an artist, I'm a visual artist, they had, like, they showed so much interest because, you know, like, they came from Afghanistan and most of them, they never went to school there back home. And they never never had the chance to hold a pen or forget about the brush, just the basic pen. That um, So they always, like, you know, wanted to ask more questions about art. So how does it work? And, mm -hmm. you know, their eyes would go big, like, you know, when I was, like, telling them the stories, how I would paint. They were like, can you teach us? And I was like, yeah, sure. It would be nice to organize a one-day, a one-time you know time event. But of course, the, the budget was the issue here. 
yeah. I could not afford that. Um, so my friend, um, she is a part of the organization ID, um, the Afghan Youth and um, Initiative uh, Development Program. So she suggested me, she was like, there's a group called Rising Youth and they give funds to people. Uh, so yeah. just try them out and see how it goes. The process, it went so smooth. I got accepted for the funds. And mm -hmm. I think it was Mark who was helping me throughout my whole journey of this process. It was actually like I never had the chance to do something that big. I learned a lot from this project and, you know, the budgeting, the organizing, the event, calling people, oh, yeah. do this, do that, um, mm -hmm. everything on my own. And so I was, it was great. I learned so much mm -hmm. because with the, the amount, like, you know, you have to be careful that you're not overspending. You're not, you know, like wasting the amount, the funds, this, like everything is like, you know, like going in the right place. Uh, yeah, so I I spent like um I bought um the art supplies, um mm -hmm. I did the event at Ottawa School of Arts, which they provided the space for me for free, which was really nice of them. I bought food, snacks, uh, easels, everything for the girls. It was amazing that event that day. I still remember because I have been to a lot of art events. I know how the schedule works. Like you paint, you take a break, you socialize, and then yeah. you have coffee and then you come back to the painting. And I'm yeah. like, okay, do you guys want to take a break? And none of them answered. They were so into <laughs> painting. They were like, no, no. Let, let us just paint. Oh my gosh, that's how you know you did a good job when like no yeah, one talked. Yeah, exactly. So so they were they were like so into it, like so busy. And mm -hmm. I I honestly I could not like my my job was to show them how to paint, how to paint a sky. The project was called Sky is the Limit. I wanted to incorporate a sky painting there as I was teaching how to like teach them to draw the sky mm -hmm. for a moment like I got lost like I was just looking at them and I forgot if you know like I wanted to teach them how to draw the sky because when I was looking at them they were so into the painting they were like they were not even looking up and I'm mm. just like looking at them and I'm like oh my god you know like it's the best day of their lives and it's the best day of my life so wow. really thankful to rising youth taking it global the government of canada id there were so many other organizations that helped me my own acsn there's another organization called art of freedom project a group of people that help afghan girls use this platform to draw paint raise their voice you know talk about a subject mm -hmm. it's an amazing organization so i had to meet a lot of amazing people this project was like a dream come true that's awesome. And just hearing you talk about it, I mean, I can tell it really had a big impact on you as well. Just thinking about it, I mean, just the things that we take for granted, hearing about exactly. how much the girls loved it, it's yeah. it's amazing. I mean, yeah. um, you yourself having come from Afghanistan, I'm, I mean, are you from Kabul or? No, I'm from Kandahar. Oh, so okay. So yeah, Kabul is the capital um, of Afghanistan. Uh, I'm yeah. from Kandahar, so I speak Pashto and it's the second language. The first is Dari, there's Dari, it's quite near, it's not that far, 
That's awesome. Just exactly like you said, coming from that community, can you tell how much difficulty, you know, a young girl would face as they're transitioning from, say, um, Afghanistan to Canada? Maybe if they experience like culture shock or if you went through something similar? I would say there's a big difference, of course. For me, because I was away from my country from a very young age, it wasn't that big of a shock because I spent like half of my life, you know, like traveling from one place to another. But for them, they, I would say it was hard for them too, because coming from that kind of place, leaving their house, leaving everything behind, and then coming to a new place and adapting that lifestyle, they were doing so good. But I realized one thing, I noticed one thing, Afghan they are eager to learn. Like mm-hmm. in general, Afghans are eager to learn. Anything you give them, they will take it. Any mm-hmm. opportunity, any like, you know, teaching way, like studies, anything work-wise, they will take it because they crave for it. The environment there, they're not allowed to, like especially the girls, like the women there, when I speak with them on the phone, they're thirsty for education. They're mm-hmm. thirsty to learn anything anything just give it to them and they will adapt that they will take it they will use it in their life and they will they want to become successful mm-hmm. so that that positive change yes they have it but cultural shock of course it's i think it's, it's normal it's hard for anybody who has left so much behind and mm-hmm. who got dreams to pursue coming here But that's what we do, you know, like we give them the positive side that, you know what, you can do anything here. You can be anything here. You can just follow your dreams, follow your goals, and you will achieve them. So that, they didn't have it back then, but here they do. They are happy, like they will ignore all the problems they're having right now. here in Canada they will ignore them they will just look they will just look at the positive stuff there's just got to be just so much positives I would say because education just opens the door to to so many careers and and so many amazing new things that you can consider and we just don't think about it but all they really need is the chance to be able to learn. I mean, education is so valuable and we only, again, like it's just something that we we take for granted as well. So that's really lovely to see that you were able to get everyone involved in that. And and I suppose being an immigrant, um, you do need a, a sense of community when you're moving across the world. That's really yeah. important. So it was great that I think your your class would would set that up and set up a kind of sense of belonging and and togetherness, I think. I have to ask, I mean, when I think about Malala, I also think about Malala Yousafzai, who was also fighting for, you know, girls' education education from Pakistan. I was just wondering if you were inspired by her or you ever found like any kind of similarities between the two of you? Of course. Yeah, what she's doing, she's doing an amazing job. I really praise her. Um, Malala, so it's a funny story, but um, Malala is actually um, an Afghan name, and she was the Jean d'Arc of Afghanistan. So what she did was that she was a brave young girl who helped the, um, the Afghan army defeat the British army. She still is a very famous person in Afghanistan. If you search Malala from Afghanistan, my one. Mm-hmm. So my dad named me after her. 
he named me Malala because she was like so brave, courageous. And then there's this Malala, Malala Yousafzai, who I think also like might have named her after her. But um, the Malalas that I have known and I have met um, has always been the brave, outspoken and courageous woman in my life. And I'm I'm proud of my name. <laughs> I speak with my father and I thank him. I'm like, thank you for naming me Malala. Mm. And I'm going to try my best to be, you know, the brave, the outspoken, helping communities. The original Malala has inspired me. The other Malalas have inspired me. There are so many Malalas out there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's in the name. It's such an incredible, powerful name. I think that that's amazing. So it's almost like it sort of sets you up for, for yeah. a lot of greatness because there's such a history behind it as exactly. well. Exactly. So. Yeah, there's a, there's a big history. Yeah. So, so um, as a kid, I never knew about this. But as I was growing, when I did my research, I was like, okay, so that's that's where my num- name comes from. You know, then that's what it means. So I'm, mm. I was liking it even more and more. And... Um, now that whenever like I I was speaking with my dad and I told him about my project the sky is the limit was how it went um, how the girls felt and he told me he was like mm, you are my Malala you are my Malala <laughs> I was like thank you you know like it's it's just it felt amazing that's very sweet there's like a lot of connections there to your roots then exactly as well. exactly yeah. So I was wondering what you think about in education in general, a lot of the times we do neglect learning about the arts. And I think what's more pushed on children, it it sort of depends region to region. But a lot of the time, say it's mostly just the, the very like academic subject. So it's a lot of like math. English, science, mm-hmm. and then art is more on the back burner and, yes. and people don't think as much of it. But I was just wondering, how do we change that? I mean, or why is it that people still think of art as like an optional subject when there's so much that you can get from it? I mean, exactly. there's been exactly. there's been studies about like the uh, benefits of, of, of art and like the the impact that it can have in your life if we allow ourselves to to participate in that so I was just wondering like why do you think people view it as like still something that's that's optional that's not necessary for for education that's that's such an amazing question and I always had this question from my community like from where I come from mm-hmm. art was not a decent topic or a subject that um, like people would look at and um, it was mostly you know like engineering doctor medical all that like these were the top subjects people like parents especially family members would want their kids to learn and become so yep. but art was not something that a lot of people would take um, and I have I, I don't know why in my community it was it was mostly like they didn't take it seriously. They took it as you don't get a career out of it. So maybe that's the reason. But here, I still remember I went to the Rising Youth event and I was asked this question that how art has impacted my community. And mm-hmm. I told them it it has a huge impact uh, right now. Like it has affected me and my family because before nobody took art seriously and now because I do art I paint 
my own family, of course, they're talking about it. But the people, the relatives, they're talking about it. And the girls, you know, the project that I did, of course, they, they were all Afghan girls. They were talking to their parents about this art event. And the parents were listening to her. And they were taking her, like, you know, seriously. Mm. I told my parents, I'm like, I feel like I've achieved something. I feel like, you know, I have fought for this for so long. Mm-hmm. And finally, especially girls, yeah. they are talking to their parents. I, I told my mom, I'm like, can you believe it? Like in our Afghan community, people mm-hmm. are talking about mm-hmm. art. The girls yeah. are talking to their parents about art that I went to this event. Malal Art was teaching me, who's also mm-hmm. a girl. It's happening and they were not saying that, oh, don't do this, you know, like go, don't go to her class. So they allowed the girls. And that mm-hmm. was not the case like years ago. I'm really looking forward to the future now. But in the Western society, I don't think there's a lot of them compared to where I come from, from the Middle East, Asia, that area. When I see it here, you know, like there's art schools, amazing. There's amazing art teachers and people are willing to go and learn art. They take it also as a therapy, you know, it's good for them. And there's careers too, like art teacher, art therapist, you know, there's so much more like I mostly get my my earnings through my painting. So mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing, you know, like that was not the case before. So it's amazing. And I would always like pursue it, you know, like tell people to do it. Education, like as a whole, like I stand for education. And mm-hmm. especially if it comes to art, I'm like, you have to give it a try at least once in life. You know, you never know what you can learn, what you can take it out from it. And maybe you will teach somebody else something. You will inspire someone. So I just love my field. I love art. And I tell everyone <laughs> to at least, you know, like join join me with in the paint classes or, you know, like, let's try it. Give it a try. It's, it's beautiful. That's great. It seems like you're setting an example just by living and working and existing as an artist the real question is a lot of people just when they think about studying art their mind immediately goes to well how can I monetize this how can I get money from this how can I earn exactly. a living yeah. way artists are walking contradictions of that I mean just by you getting commission and just by you teaching and, and working and contributing you're actually already showing like a whole new generation of girls that it is possible to do what you love and to love what you do it's amazing and they say like if you love what you do you never work a day in your life and it's possible you're just like proving everybody wrong pretty much just by (laughs) having your career I mean that's amazing yeah that's right so you are seeing a little bit of change I think slowly with like the the mindsets of uh, parents yes a lot, a lot of them. I, I see the change. I feel it. When I talk about art with my community, I can sense, you know, a kind of like positive vibe from them. So that and I, I still keep on talking about art, like even if I don't get the positive vibe, I still try to change their mindset. 
promote education in our society, like let the girls go to school back mm-hmm. home. The girls don't have this option, but here they do. So I yeah. even like tell the girls like, you know what, just just be whoever you want to be just do whatever you want to do if it's art if it's math if it's medical if it's a doctor anything you want to do it's possible here and you can do it and just go for it don't be scared don't listen to others don't come under pressure just listen to your heart and do whatever you want because it's mostly you know like this kind of it's not easy here in our community, you know, like to pursue your dreams. There's so many obstacles. There's a lot. The right support, the right tools, place. I mean, there's nothing to stop you. So why yeah. stop? Go ahead. You can fly. You can achieve all your goals. The sky is the limit. Education is the key to that. That's just the motivation right there. When you've got, you were running the class, how did you feel the reaction was of the girls who were taking it? Did they give you any feedback afterwards or did you feel a sense of achievement or how rewarding was it? It was, it was amazing. So what I did was that before going to the event, because I knew that I wanted their feedback, I printed out a sheet where it was written like, um, um, explain today's event in your words or you know like your feedback all that so the girls wrote so much so many positive things uh, about the event about me I still remember one of the girls said this is the best day of my life and oh. she was 18 years old and she was like this is the best day of my life and I'm like you know what this is the start just you will it will keep on coming to you so the feedback was amazing I still remember like one of the girls said that my mom wants to come with me to the event you know just like she's um, she was 17 Uh, so I was like not a problem you know you can bring your mom that's fine so her mom came and she saw everything you know how the event went how everything was because I think she was worried where her daughter is going she just wanted to make sure I asked the mom I'm like so what do you think about the event and she was like it's amazing because it was all girls event talk about education art style she was like it's beautiful and I love it and she asked me she was like why don't you do this for older women (laughs) and I was like yeah you're right I I should do it Uh, so she loved it That's amazing. And I love that you get like the multiple generations of women together in one room. And I think the atmosphere changes, right? I think, you know, we can all like pick off the energy of each other and the vibes and everything like that. I mean, it would just be a different kind of energy, I think, when you get women together in a group. And um, I'm not sure if this is true, but I actually heard that women have the ability to see more colors than men. Yeah, our eyes or... um, perhaps like something in our brain just detects say more oh, shades that's, that's one interesting color, fact which is really cool I mean I thought oh my god that makes so much sense because you hear the joke all the time about the guys can't tell the difference between like the same color yeah. and we're like what do you mean it's so different yeah. <laughs> so yeah, think- all colors are the same all styles <laughs> clothes nothing like you know like nothing stands out <laughs> I, I don't know, teal and turquoise. Oh, For us, it's like yeah. shades yeah. apart, right? No, with but... shades, they're not so good. That's right. <laughs> 
that's funny it's really funny that is oh funny gosh. i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this to my husband and ask him like if we can tell the difference i'm gonna show him all my color palette please do all the materials and getting everything ready did were you overwhelmed at all or is there something that maybe went wrong that you would do differently if you were organizing it again it depends on the event on the project you know because every project is different it caters to different audience uh, with me what i learned was that because it was an art event and i there was like some amount of money left at the end i was told to spend all because it's much easier with the receipts and everything so i did buy extra art stuff what i would change differently next time is that focus more on art supplies than mm-hmm. snacks and food because uh, maybe again it's about audience because my girls at the event we all did eat but the stuff the food that was left i gave it to them so they can take it home it was mostly like they were focusing more on art i bought them the gifts too like each bag had easel a canvas a set of acrylic uh, paint a set of brush Uh, sponges everything it was like a whole set and I gave like canvases to each one two or three canvases so when they were done with one canvas they would ask for another one and I told them like it's from your bag are you sure you want to paint here or at home you want to take it home and they all Mm -hmm. said that no we want to paint here so they used all the canvases in the class I realized maybe I should have gotten more art supplies than the food. That one thing I would change for the next time. But other than that, it was amazing. It went so smooth because I've done the the event management, so I know how it worked. It was great. It's just that one thing I would do differently next time and focus whatever the theme of the project is, focus on that. Focus on those supplies, those, those materials. Probably like for me, just have snacks, not food. Um, Mark helped me and I, I hope I was not being annoying to him because I was constantly <laughs> messaging him like, how does this work? How does this work? What do I do here? What do I do here? And the Rising Youth team, they were so supportive, so cooperative. Mark did not delay my message. Like he would reply to me, my email, my text message, my call, like in like five minutes, he would just reply it. So it was really smooth. Like the whole process with them, with Rising Youth was very smooth. And I met the team. I was in love with the team. I'm like, whoa, so now I can finally see the faces behind, you know, Rising Youth. So I met all of them and they were so nice, so kind, so such amazing team. That's great. So yeah, sounds like you really got to meet them in person as well. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned the process was uh, was quite smooth. Was it quick sort of getting your your application together? Or did you have to write a little detailed? There was a form that I had to fill with all the details, my own personal details, my professional details, and a little bit about the project, what I had in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wrote everything and because everything like, you know, I think I knew if you if somebody wants to apply for a fund or grant, I think if you have like a proper plan for what you're doing, how you're doing it, how the um, the project is going to go and how it's going to end and how it's going to have an impact on people. If you have everything written down before um, applying for the grant, I think it's much easier because I had written like everything down like 
who my audience is, why I'm doing this, what's the outcome, what's the consequences, what's, you know, the positive points, mm. everything. So I had to write down everything to Rising Youth. And it was like, write it clear, things that make sense. And like I said, it was smooth. Um, their yeah. questions were easy. And it was my first time asking for a grant. Although like mm -hmm. I had done events before, but this was my first time doing an event where it was funded by an organization by the government it was helped sponsored by so many organizations. So that yeah. was like, I was kind of worried that how I'm going to do it, how, how it's going to go. But overall, like, I don't think I had any troubles or I, I had like second thought about the project. No, I just decided, I wrote it down, I f applied for it, I filled out the form and I just got the emails, like a few emails back and forth and I got the funds then. Wow. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, it sounds like it did go smoothly from start to finish. And, yeah. and judging from the descriptions of the reactions of, of the girls who were in the class, I mean, I, it sounds like you did a really good job and everyone took a, took a lot away from it. So um, would be great. I mean, hopefully you can you can do something similar soon. Um, just because yeah. it seems like it just went it went so well and it had a, a really good impact in the community yeah. I would say yeah. and just before we we wrap up I was wondering if there's anything you would want to talk about that we didn't get to touch on before we end the episode anything else you'd like to mention just something you want to talk about one thing I want to say to everyone who might listen or who's listening whoever you are if you have any dreams any goals just go for it it's never too late and nothing is too big nothing is too hard make a decision and take the next step and you will achieve your goals you will get whatever you want in your life so it's not said a lot to people but it does make a huge difference when we support people we support the community people around us be kind be nice to everyone and spread love that's it Thanks again for tuning in to the Rising Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we enjoyed producing it. Visit podcast.risingyouth.ca or wherever you get your podcast to subscribe and hear more episodes just like this one. If you'd like to know more about Rising Youth, visit our website, risingyouth.ca or risingyouth.tag on Instagram.